Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to The Dead Parental Podcast, a podcast designed to open up the conversations surrounding grief and to ensure young grievers feel less alone. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with young adults from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. The good, the bad and the banter. One thing that I've learned with myself and what I would say to other people is just be kind to yourself. Take each and every day as it comes. And if you're having a bad day, allow yourself to have a bad day. Mm. Sometimes we can try and just get on with it. And we, we live in a, we feel like we're up against timescales in the sense of when we should be okay by now. And, yeah. and it, it's really not the case is it it's um it's a never-ending grief journey hi everybody and welcome to this week's podcast with grief blogger chelsea james in this episode chelsea tells us her own story about losing her dad when she was just 22 years old She speaks about how she found comfort in her relationship with her partner, who also lost his dad when he was young, and we discuss how powerful it is to have people around you who have experienced something similar to you. Chelsea also gives an insight into how she has gotten to such a positive place with her grief and the activities she does to help her on her journey, and how writing about her loss was such a huge help in the early stages of her grief. Since then, she has set up the Bereaved at 22 blog and Instagram platform, and has exciting plans to create a grief manual and YouTube channel to offer support to other young grievers. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and please don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, as it helps me to reach more people who may be struggling with their grief. Thank you, everybody. Keep safe and have a lovely week. So first of all, Chelsea, thank you so much for volunteering to come on to the Dead Parent Club podcast. I'm excited to hear your story, but also to hear about, you know, your own platform, Breathe It 22 and your blog and kind of how you got into that. Um, but if you wouldn't mind for our listeners introducing yourself so that they can get to know a little bit about you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Catherine. So um, honestly, it's, it's an honour to come on. I actually watched you do a live 
um, with Amber, the grief gang, and you really inspired me. And I just thought I'd reach out to you to say I'm willing to tell my story to, to help other people and come on the podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Um, so I'm Chelsea. I'm 24 years old. Um, I actually originate. I, well, I lived in Bristol growing up, um, as you can probably tell. Yeah. <laughs> bang. Um, but I moved across the bridge to Cardiff um, around eight years ago now. And I've been here ever since. So I've created a life here. Um, and I've met my now husband here five years ago. Last year, <laughs> last year, we got married. So yeah, it was a quite a good year last year. So it's a shame about this year being cancelled with coronavirus. <laughs> it literally is cancelled, isn't it? 2020 is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, in terms of my life here, it's just, um, and what I do, um, I work for a local authority. Um, my day job involves engaging with employers and organisations, and that's involving um, so sourcing recruitment opportunities um, for our employment projects across Cardiff. Um, so they are to support young people and adults into employment education and training. Fabulous. Yeah, but alongside juggling my full-time job, um, as you mentioned, I've got my own grief and lifestyle blog, Bereaved at 22. Um, and I officially started putting that out into the world about six months ago now. Um, fear of the unknown at first, <laughs> that was what stopped me. But I knew that I really had to make myself vulnerable and just take the leap. Mm. Um, I mean, I, just... and I feel like I need to say as well, you know, it's only been, it's been two years since your dad passed. Yeah. I mean, so it's definitely, you know, you don't want to start something like that too soon do you because you've got so many of your own emotions to process yeah absolutely and I I guess um as I sort of what why I started it is because I found myself journaling um about my grief and my emotions Mm. very early on actually and I think that was an outlet for me to just manage my grief and express Mm. it and often in there would obviously you know include all of my emotions and my true raw feelings and maybe all the things that I wouldn't want to have told like my close family and friends yeah Yeah, so um I've been doing that putting that out into the world um and uh it's been a success really um I think for me it's just to help other people who are on their own grief journeys yeah massively and that's the reason why we all do it isn't it you know it's just providing a space for other people and for ourselves to actually be honest about how we're feeling because you know god bless them people that haven't experienced something similar to us just don't have a clue (laughs) absolutely and it's about having those conversations that need to be happening because you know before I lost my dad I'll happily admit that I probably didn't have as many conversations around the topics that (laughs) is such a taboo topic, isn't it? Mm. We need to work together to try and remove that stigma attached to it as well. And it it doesn't have to be a a dreaded conversation about grief and and death. It should be something that we all are open about. Mm. Um, well, if you wouldn't mind then giving us a kind of brief insight into your own loss and, you know, your affiliation to the DPC. Yeah, sure. So um, I lost my dad, uh, Bob, very suddenly um, and unexpectedly. 
And that was back in February of 2018. Um, mm. Hence the name Bere- Bereaved at 22. Obviously, that's the sentimental meaning behind my blog. Um, he was only 54 year- years old at the time. Um, so at an age that obviously my dad himself didn't even imagine that would happen. And I think what particularly made things worse um as well as it being a sudden death, was that it took six months to receive some sort of conclusion as to what happened. Gosh. Yeah, it was a pretty traumatic experience with the um, like the post-mortem report and mm. everything. So um, to just give you a bit of, of backstory, my dad, um, it was put down to heart failure Um nothing had been picked up or diagnosed you know there was no no sort of signs or or anything um but he just died basically overnight yeah gosh so were you all in the family home at the time no so my dad actually he's got a really colorful background um he was very free-spirited so my um my mum and dad would divorce and they divorced uh, um when I was 12 so okay yeah my my dad actually spent um the last eight years of his life um living in Asia oh wow (laughs) yeah pretty amazing so he spent um so what he was doing he was teaching English as a foreign language in universities there (laughs) pretty yeah pretty amazing guy and um he just found the opportunity and just embraced it and went over there to start a new life, I guess. But he, he, we were we saw each other regularly. He'd come back every um, six months. Um, I actually went over there when I was 16 um, and I stayed with him for two weeks in Thailand and we travelled um, around Bangkok in the south of Thailand. And it, honestly, it's just those memories are the most precious things that I've got. And I often think about that. And yeah, so he showed Thailand. And yeah, so I think that was difficult in itself that he was away for quite a long time. But he, so he was settling back here in the UK. He wanted to move back because I think he was conscious of, you know, I was getting older in my life. There was a Mm. lot happening. I got engaged. So he knew that I would be set, you know, starting a life, um, with Ryan and so yeah and uh, I think he wanted to be close to home so he could be a part of it all and he was staying with my auntie in Bristol and um yeah she just sort of went in in the room and and she found him there so I mean thank god that I suppose he was in in the UK and not you know across the other side of the world I think he'd feel even further away wouldn't he of course and I, I think with it is a blessing in disguise that he was here and not there really mm, yeah definitely I mean what like I'm you know I I always find it hard when I hear stories of people who lost their parents so suddenly because it's such a different experience to mine um and like I you know even though all of our grief is so similar in some ways obviously you grieve quite differently when you know it happened completely out of the blue so who did you turn to for support at that time obviously I know you had I'm guessing was he still your fiance at the time or were you married yeah Yeah, he was my fiance at the time and actually uh, something that's quite sad in a way but also very comforting and something that's been a, a 
a pillar of strength to me is, is Ryan because unfortunately he he is also sadly experienced the loss of his dad oh, at young. Wow. Yeah, and do you know what what's really weird, Catherine, is I can remember saying um sort of to him before when my dad was still here and I said to him, How I just couldn't imagine losing my dad and it mm. happened. And that's what and I often say to Ryan, God, do you remember when I said that? And, yeah, and now Jinxed I'm here. It. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, he has been like my rock, and that I think, had I not have someone in my life that mm. truly knows what it's like to lose a parent at a young age, and I think I would have struggled a lot more. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Having close people around you that you can have those honest conversations with and you don't feel like you're burdening them by talking about it because they understand how you feel. That's it. And I think the thing that I found most um, sort of difficult is I've got I've got my, my family, my close family, and um, although my mum and dad were divorced and things, obviously my mum was there for me throughout. Mm. She came to the funeral, of course, it's still my dad, but one thing that I found really hard was not having friends that had experienced it and yeah. you know I would ne- never wish it upon anyone of course and and people can only support you how how they can and again I think that's why it's really important to help educate people who haven't lost anyone yet to support their friends or family that have and they know the things to say and how to, mm. to do it yeah, so I set, I felt some isolation, definitely, in the sense of social groups and, and friends. I think um, support in itself is very sort of subjective, isn't it, with regards to, you know, it's not just gr- grief where we try and find somebody who is experiencing similar to us, but it's like breakups, um, yeah. like the loss of anything, like losing a job or anything like that, you will always find 10 times more comfort in talking to somebody that's experiencing similar to you then you yes. will try and to help somebody that has no idea how you're feeling try and try and relate yeah absolutely and I think mm. at the moment the world is grieving isn't it with everything mm. going on with the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and also coronavirus people who have been impacted by you know losing loved ones at the moment and how the whole everything has changed um I've mm. been speaking a funeral director in, in Cardiff, Coles, um, and I did an Instagram live with them um, the other week, and co- it's completely changed the way that they do things as a funeral directors, and 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 how they're supporting families at, at the moment. Um, it's great what they're doing. So the, the yeah. whole world has had a huge shakeup, hasn't it? And um, a few people have said it, but it's so true that this is the closest that other people will get to understanding what it's like to lose somebody close to you, like your whole life just kind of being slipped from underneath your feet so unexpectedly. Yeah, I mean, at the moment in Wales, we're still in lockdown in the sense that I've not seen sort of my mother-in-law lives in West Wales and I've Mm. not seen her for 16 weeks and it's been very difficult for her. And we've all been impacted by this virus in in such different ways, haven't we? And Yeah. yeah, it's... um, let's hope that we're starting to see some sort of fingers life. crossed my yeah. um I, i'm welsh originally Are you? Yeah, no born, way. born and bred um wow. which part north wales 
Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And um, I've got a lot of family in Wales who obviously we haven't been able to see because the lockdown measures are different. And yeah. um, my brother and his partner actually had a baby in February that I've only managed to see twice since okay. he was born. He's my little nephew. And it's it's so crap. Like, And it, I mean, we're lucky that we can FaceTime, but it's still not, nothing beats a hug, does it? Yeah. <laughs> No, I cannot wait to hug people again. Honestly, I am no. such a touchy person. I me love like too. physical contact, and I can't wait. <laughs> me too. It's so strange. Um, yeah, I saw. I've seen friends by just you know going outside their their front door and things, and you you sort of give each other an air hug. It's so <laughs> awkward, isn't it? Like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, in the past two years, then you, you've got married. I'm guessing. Yeah, so I got married last September. Um, Exciting. Uh, yeah, and I think that was a really hard day, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah he wasn't there, but I know he was there in spirit. <laughs> I think, you know, it's getting married and those kind of big life events like that are some of the things that when you've lost a parent young that you really kind of dread. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, they're really exciting and it's lovely, but you, they're, you can't help but feel the fact that they're not physically there I feel like it feels so much stronger on days like that definitely and I, I actually spoke about um I did a, a live Q&A for for people who follow my page and I sort of reached out to people and I said look we've all got questions around grief what are yours I want to know and I want to answer them from my own personal experience and one of the questions I had was um do you have any guilt related to grief which I thought was such an amazing question and I think we all have some sort of guilt relating to our grief and and Mm. part of mine was those major milestones in my life that he's not going to be there for and and it was a guilt in the sense that my wedding day was one of the happiest days of my life and it was amazing and he was missing but I still had to make the most of it because and I still had to be happy and, and it's okay to not feel guilty about being happy when you're grieving and, and things. So it was bittersweet, but um, I think that's really important to to talk about that we can, we have to move on with our life and we still have to make sure that we make the most of it. And, you know, wedding day is something that you get to do once, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't (laughs) but um no I think um it's important to to not feel guilty about being happy um yeah yeah I think that is one of the things that people struggle with the most you know when after after you lose somebody that you know you're so close to and then those couple of months afterwards feeling happy just feels so alien and not right at all and you're like oh my god how can I be happy when they're not here I think it takes a lot of getting used to it does and I can remember moments where I'd be happy and in those moments I'd be thinking you know there'd be that thought that crosses my mind and and that moment of realization sort of thing Mm. and it really does hit you I think but um it's learning that you can be happy in grief, but it takes a lot of time to learn that. And Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah. Do you feel like you've come a long way in your grief in the past two years because like the way that you speak about it you wouldn't have thought that it was just two years ago for you like I I feel like maybe you know having that relationship with your partner and the fact that he's experienced it as well has been like a huge help for you on your kind of like grief journey to you know acknowledging your grief and sitting with it but also absolutely and that's good things yeah of course and I I think I do a lot of things to help me manage my grief and um I really do. I'm an advocate of things like meditating and, and like you said, sitting in your feelings. And yeah. as well, I I facilitate a lot of things. So I'm. Um, have you heard about Let's Talk About Loss? Yes. Yeah. I've got. Um. I've got the founder of that on the podcast next week. We're doing a, oh, a Father's right. Day Father's Day special. Actually. Amazing. Yeah. So Beth. Um. She's yeah the founder, and I approached Beth about um in I think it was January and I said look um there's not a meetup in Cardiff for for young people as obviously Beth will talk about so meetup for for young people aged 18 to 35 and it's um and and I think what I've tried to do is is find opportunities and and things that I can do to really help me manage my grief and as a means of an outlet and as I've spoken about before my blog is really my go-to thing daily just sitting I sit and I write every morning and just a a way of getting everything out and yeah I've made a lot of progress obviously there's days where they're like waves aren't they grief and Mm. it's you take each and every day as it comes and some days I have good days some days I have bad days and I think I've just learned to embrace it and I'm quite an open person and I I've become very passionate about talking about it and I think if I can help one person like my job is done yeah yeah and that that's amazing and that's I think all of us that've got some form of like you know grief platform mm. all have that same resounding mission you know just help one person feel less alone and able to kind of process their grief and tick like that's all that's all you really want because you know I I can I really feel for people that have got nobody around them whatsoever that can understand how how they're feeling um and you know these kind of platforms are an absolute life saver for them they really are and I think as well what I want to as we all do we we want to be that voice for people that Mm. can't talk about it or don't want to talk about it and just hearing the words of other people that do talk about it and it resonate with them is it can like like you said be a lifesaver and I am I think I'm naturally an open 
honest person and I will happily sit here and talk about it just knowing that it could help people yeah yeah definitely um do you find in the last two years that your experience has kind of changed your relationship with your friends or just like with people that you meet in general like the way that it's changed you as a person massively um funny enough I I wrote a blog um sorry in one of my lives that I did I spoke about how I've changed as a person and my outlook on life has completely changed um I think my values as a person has changed the way I embrace life has changed I think my dad was always a person that was free-spirited and and he'd always say to me just do what makes you happy and and he's so right like it might be a case that you're out of your comfort zone um you're doing things that you wouldn't imagine doing like you have obviously starting this podcast and creating Mm. a platform and how it's grown over the last did you say year and a half that you've been doing yeah and I think life is so short and it's really precious and obviously my dad died suddenly and I and I keep thinking that to myself that I really you don't know what's around the corner and you just have to make the most of it so I think my outlook on life has changed in that respect that I am just running with life and just any opportunities I can to grow learn and to really fill my life with all the things that make me happy is what's important um in terms of relationships I think I think it, it it's made me realize that the dynamics of how relationships can change and sense of friendships. Um, and I think what I mean by that is those that really make an effort, you know who they, those people are and those that don't, you, you kind of naturally isolate yourself away from. Yeah, definitely, 100%. You know, it's funny, when you lose somebody, you actually, if you give yourself the opportunity to, you get to know yourself better than you ever have before. And you come to realise the things and the people around you that help you and the people that are just, end up being just wasted space and negative for your mindset. And you're like, you know, when you're grieving, you don't need any more negativity in your life whatsoever. Yeah, and I think as well... um, you have to be selfish sometimes in the sense that if you know it's not good for you and if you know the friendship's not working or you just have to say no to it and you just have to take that step back and give yourself the space that you need and and perhaps maybe have more sort of of those conversations if if friendships aren't cha- have changed a lot and the way you feel as well and sort of having those awkward conversations with friends if they're not supporting you in a way that you would expect letting them know because ultimately if you don't see a change by telling them then it's time to kind of part ways isn't it yeah yeah I think one of the things that um I actually haven't spoken about this much but that I've had to hold myself accountable for though is for a while after my mum died I did kind of rely on people to contact me first lot and I became very bad at initiating conversation with other people first like catching up with friends and stuff and um I think there does there does kind of come a point 
where you have to take responsibility for your friendships as well. So, you know, if you can identify that, identify those key people that are really important to you and you want to keep in your life. Um, one of the things that I found hard was then adjusting to kind of normal life again and kind of put, putting those people first again, rather than just thinking about myself all the time and how difficult my life was, you know, like life is the difficulties that you go through in life are subjective aren't they and um yeah and every everyone is going through difficulties aren't yeah they? exactly exactly and you know it can be I kind of had to learn a hard lesson where I was like oh my god I need to start making an effort back for these people now before I lose the people that I really care about because I just became really a bit, a bit of a rubbish friend to be honest with, with regards to yeah. people first and I do believe that it is my experience with grief that kind of affected that. Definitely. And I think I've often thought about this myself because there's been times that, and I've got a a close group of friends in Bristol that, and obviously I don't get to see them all that much. And it's, it is difficult because you, because of the distance, but I think, like you said, it's important that you remain, you put in the effort and you, you go over there, you, you know, you, you do initiate conversation you do you don't always sort of cancel on things last minute if you're not feeling up for it and Mm. it's definitely a two-way thing but I think if if you know absolutely that there's people in your life that aren't helping you um and that's when you need to kind of make that decision as if they're not helping you then maybe it's not the best thing for me but I think absolutely grief can make you um draw withdrawn from from friends from other loved ones as well and yeah you've just got to keep working at it that you're not isolating yourself both physically and and I suppose mentally as well yeah so true you know and I think a lot of people probably feel feel that way as well it probably has happened to a lot of people but it definitely is a two a two-way street um, and sometimes you just kind of have to check yourself before you wreck yourself sometimes yeah, with those situations yeah me too <laughs> let's go into your blog then in you know bereaved at 22 and tell our listeners about that and kind of what your aim is with it the kind of things that you blog about so that you know they can find you and get an idea of what they can expect from your own channel yeah so um Bereaved at 22 is obviously mainly focused on my own grief journey, but um, I'm using it as a way to to educate and raise awareness around it. So, um, for example, the, a recent blog post that I did was like the five biggest lessons that I've learned from losing a loved one in my grief. And I think that way, like a lot of people will read it and, and relate to it. Um with with my blog as well the direction that I'm I'm wanting to take it because I I understand you know life isn't just about the grief that we have and and life moves on so with my blog the the direction that I'm taking it is including more of my my life so in the sense of things that I've got going on um I spoke about my honeymoon in <laughs> in my in my blog as well and and sort of I think I want to take people on a journey with me that as my life grows, they follow me on that journey. So um, since doing my blog, I've really noticed a need from talking to people who follow my page and and my blog. And um, 
I've started to create and design my own um, grief guide, actually. Mm, Nice. Yeah, pretty exciting. So I am doing most of the content myself, but I'm working with a bereavement counsellor because I I'm not qualified. Um, I never say that I'm qualified, obviously. (laughs) I can only write from my own personal experience. But what's important to me is ensuring that I do include um, some qualified advice and guidance in there around tips and coping mechanisms that people can use. But it's going to be really uplifting and empowering in the sense that I don't want to sort of tell everyone all the doom and gloom about grief. I want people to really work through the guide and complete activities that I've designed for them yeah so an example of an activity I've got is um at the end of the guide because I think what's important as well is to through I've I've designed the guide so it's taken them from the starting point of their grief journey to kind of like where they're at now and towards the back of it is is pages that maybe they might not complete now because they're not feeling ready for it Mm. so it's talking about perhaps reflecting on the last few years and things and one of the activities is about writing a a letter to your future self um so I love that yeah so like dating it for like a year down the line and people can seal seal the letter and only open it a year later because I think it's important for us to reflect on our progress yes definitely and where we've come from as well so it's really exciting um I'm working with an illustrator to do custom illustrations as well um and yeah I'm just to be fair I'm not rushing it and I think that's what's most important to me but if anyone wants to get in touch with me about things that they'd like to see in there obviously I can bear that in mind for the final version and Mm. I'm hoping that it will be launching within the near very near future but I'm just going to keep everyone posted on that oh brilliant that's so exciting I'm looking forward to seeing it Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. Beth um, is going to be featuring in there because I'm going to include a resources page for for accounts and. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, I've got. I'm looking to get cruise bereavement in there. Um, Beth with let's talk about loss. How people can join um, meetups. Um, have you heard of Lottie behind the page Mind in the Gap? I've, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to be featuring in there as well. And it's just to kind of give people a sense of direction of who they can follow, where they can access more help as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Good for Mm -hmm. you. I mean, it'll be a a big project, but I think something like that would have been, you know, amazing for us, you know, as young adults to have had access to as well. So I feel like there's going to be huge waves in the grief community over the next couple of years and just way more resources for people to access, which is just going to be incredible. Absolutely. And that's the reason why I'm doing it, because I couldn't find it when I really needed it. And I think it's going to be a toolkit for people to to grieve healthily. And yeah, I'm just so excited. It's obviously (laughs) taken up a lot of my time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's so worth it and I'm just excited that people will be able to access it and I'm just excited to see how it will help them as well on their own grieving journey. Oh, brilliant. Um, Before I go on to my last and final question, 
Um, is there anything that you wanted to cover in this podcast that we haven't spoken about? Um, I think it's important that I cover my recent adventure <laughs> that I'm really nervous to talk about, but I've just started my own YouTube channel. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have decided to to stick with, the obviously, my YouTube channel name being Bereaved at 22, but I really want to, my sort of umbrella name is Life with Chelsea, because within within the videos that I do it's all going to be relating to to grief um whether it's um talking about my own experience or um answering questions like doing live q and uh, doing q and a's and things but I want this channel to be a part of I guess like my blog following me on my own life journey and starting to open it up to my sort of letting people into my everyday world in the sense that if I'm having a bad day about grief is is telling talking about it and and being open and vulnerable by speaking about it but sort of again it's another way of of people being able to follow me on my journey Mm. and get something from it in themselves and my blog is obviously my main focus, but um, I will be running it alongside the YouTube stuff. But And I appreciate not everyone wants to read a blog. So that's why I've also decided to start up the channel, because I think sometimes we just want to sit and listen, don't we, rather than read. And when you're grieving as well, sometimes reading can be quite a challenging thing to do and your mind's not sort of, you're not able to concentrate. So I'm hoping that will be you know, in another way that people will be able to access what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think people connect really well when they can see like faces, you know, when you can really put a face behind a platform, which is so useful. Absolutely. And I, I, so when I first lost my dad, I, I went on YouTube, um, sort of searching things like help and um, tips to do with grief or uh, am I normal? <laughs> <laughs> normally um because you are in the search of any answers that you can get and I went on there and there's stuff on there um Megan Devine's quite good and she's have you heard about her and no I haven't so she Megan Devine um she's got an amazing book actually um it's called it's okay to not be okay um and I would recommend that it's something I'm reading at the moment and she's done a few videos on there um but she she lives in America um so I think for me it was I couldn't find someone like a young face that I could really relate to and someone who I could really get to know and learn how they progress and all the ups and downs that comes along with grief and yeah like you said it's important that people really get to know me for my true self and who I am and I like to think that when I'm doing my videos I I never prepare anything I just talk from my heart and being authentic and and true sort of raw and honest as well is that's what's most important to me and we live in a society and culture that sometimes you know with social social media is we show our best lives on on yeah <laughs> on so true often and and not behind the scenes and that's the the vision I've got for my channel is really giving people an insight into my true world <laughs> yeah yeah no I think and I think that's so important and you know it's one of the things that 
I try and do with this with this uh, podcast as well as that you know we do talk about how difficult grief is and the nitty gritty and people's stories yeah. and stuff but it's also so important to put a highlight on you know how it can positively change your life as well and how you become so much more grateful for things and so much more loving and you know how people do survive it even though it feels like at some points that that you can never see that bright light again um I think that mix of you know truthfulness and you know showing the bad stuff with the good stuff is just what makes people feel normal like you said you know am I normal in what I'm feeling right now and you know you are (laughs) yeah absolutely and um I think what's really important to me is to always shape what I'm doing around what what my community want so um I I often put out on Instagram and and ask for people you know like the the Q&A that I did I'm looking to do um something weekly with that as well because we've got so many questions related to our grief and the last um I did a I uploaded a video to Instagram and I only answered six of the questions that I had and I think I had so many and I just want to make sure that I do always answer people's questions that Mm. um that they have and that would be nice for me I I loved doing it and um so it's just making sure that I'm always putting my community at the heart of everything that I do as well yeah if anyone ever wants to get in touch with me and and send me a a message and or direct message me and I'd love that as that's what I enjoy is having those messages are things that encourage me to keep going when the going gets tough yeah yeah they do make such a difference sometimes I'm like oh my god I can't do this anymore like it's kind of you know it takes up so much time and it's exhausting but then I'll get a message from somebody being like your podcast has literally changed my life and I'm like okay I'll do another one (laughs) yeah and and it just reconfirms that everything you're doing is actually helping people yeah we have we can be like we've got self-sabotage don't we where we're just like I'm not helping anyone or mm. you put out a post and you you can see the the stats there but it's, it's nice to see the people behind those stats as well and hearing yeah. from them yeah how yeah. Help them. and yeah it's really it can be overwhelming to to hear from people and um when you just get those thank you messages you just it, t- it knocks you back a bit you're so right <laughs> it really does because you just don't feel like you're making that much of an impact do you and then it just no. you know reiterates it to you um well my last question for you is what would you say to somebody else who recently lost their father um very suddenly and basically kind of like you know what you would have said to your future self at that time what would you say to them yeah amazing question I think the one thing that I've learned with myself and what I would say to other people is just be kind to yourself take each and every day as it comes and if you're having a bad day allow yourself to have a bad day Mm. sometimes we can try and just get on with it and we we live in a we feel like we're up against time scales in the sense of when we should be okay by now and yeah. and it, it's really not the case is it it's um it's a never-ending grief journey and if you're having a bad day and you want to stay in bed all day you allow yourself that time and and just 
be kind to your your own self and we grief can be a really scary place um we can feel so alone trapped in our own minds as well with it and I think finding ways that can really help you so don't be afraid to explore sort of new new activities that new hobbies you wouldn't have done um I've spoken about it a lot but therapy for me is running a lot and just escaping and being present when I'm running just thank you so much for listening to this um, week's episode of the Deprecate I so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort Um, in the stories that you've heard here today my as always I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come to the show are half care professionals therefore if you do find yourself struggling with your grief I highly recommend that you seek out professional help whether that be from your GP or, or from the numerous charities the out there that are available to you. Your emotions Please also remember that you can yeah, reach out to us yeah. at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, I mean, look at us on Facebook <laughs> writing, at the Dead Parent doing podcasts and stuff. And like you can email us at dbcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available www.dpcpodcast.co.uk Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well. Come on to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. I'm working from home at the moment, luckily, but I can't sit in the house all day, so I like to get out and just. I was listening to my podcast, um, a podcast that I love, um, the Rich Roll podcast, and um, I I just took deep breaths and I just stayed with with the moment. And I think we don't we're so distracted by our phones that you know another that's another thing that that doesn't help sometimes is being addicted to that. But I think yeah, you just gotta find what works for you. Um, and over time they will be the things that help you get through it and and get through the really tough days yeah that's brilliant advice thank you so much well I hope it helps people and if anyone ever wants to get in touch with me and sort of reach out to me I'm I'm happy to answer any questions obviously I can only answer them from my own experience Mm. and standpoint so um but yeah I would encourage anyone to if they need any support try and reach out um as well and and find different avenues of support that's what's important yeah well thank you so much Chelsea for taking the time to come and talk to me today I really appreciate it and I'm sure that everything you've said is going to resonate with so many people and it'll be a huge help so thank you very much thank you Catherine it means the world 